Hey friends, welcome back. It's Shanika Pishi and this is Horror Hughes. Woohoo! We have made it. This is the final episode of the year coming out on the final day of the year. It was not planned like that, but things happened. So we started recording this episode. It has my brother on it and we talk about the Blade series. We started talking about it on Christmas Eve and we kept on getting interrupted like every 15 to 20 minutes. I had to keep on stopping and starting, stopping and starting. And then with like scheduling and everything, we actually finished up the episode last night. We were talking about the Blade series, um, our thoughts on it. I wanted his, his thoughts on it just as a black man who grew up loving comic books and finally seeing a black um, lead in a comic book role and you know what it kind of did for the comic book genre and then just other movies afterwards. And I had learned some info about Blade 3 or Blade Trinity, which is actually our least favorite one and how they were basically trying to push Wesley Snipes out of his own series, which is absolute bullshit. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the show and I will see you in the new year. Bye.
Just gonna get straight into it and I have a very special guest joining me all the way from San Francisco, California. It is my brother Valentino. Valentino, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Most of your fans know this is not my first time uh, doing a podcast together. Well, it's actually the first time on Horror Hughes. You were on the other one, but this is the first time on Horror Hughes. So, you know, it's kind of like a different. um... So, um, talked about it on the last podcast. Just give like a brief, um, like what got you into horror movies, you know, your favorite horror character, your favorite type of horror, you know, all of that. All right. Well, getting into it, I think the one of the first movies I always remember as seeing was Jaws. And yes, Jaws is a horror movie about a shark killing people. So, And uh, I think, remember, like, I was, remember it, made, it gave me this fear and excitement. And as time went on, we were kind of growing up when the slasher stage was coming out. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of slasher movies, so... We had, you know, like Freddy, Jason, Michael, Leatherface. You can even throw Chucky in there. Mm-hmm. So, I, but for me, I always liked Jason the best. He was he was my best guy, in my opinion. Explain. Explain, because because Jason was the definition of badass. J- J- Jason didn't mess around. Just Jason didn't talk. He didn't crack jokes. He just grabbed what was around you, and he was getting. And the thing is, like a lot of times, most of them didn't even know that Jason was there taking them out. You know, and Jason was crafty. He was smart, and to a degree, and you know, and he really said sometimes like you weren't going to get away, and he always came back. So. Which style of Jason do you prefer? Well, uh, that's the thing. It's like when they when they started off with the human Jason, and then they did some stuff, and then when they did that one where he became, well, they said they, they said try to base it off like Frankenstein monster. That's why. Tommy stabs him with that metal spear, and the lightning brings him back to life. So, mm-hmm. Jason we'll, Six. Yeah. So, considering we'll say the boogeyman version of Jason, mm-hmm. that 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 when they brought something new and they did that, so I was like, okay, I'm on for this because he was stronger, more he was indestructible. He was he was it was he was more disfigured. He was scarier looking. Just everything everything just went up for him. So. Um, I would say with Six though, like yeah, he was zombie Jason, but I feel like. Um, Jason Six like was a little like that's what it was definitely comedic. I would say like Seven and Beyond is where he definitely became like bigger. You know, probably, obviously they changed the actor in Seven. Um, it was Kane Hodder, correct? Kane Hodder played Jason more than anybody else. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like in Six, he was still like he, even though he was zombie Jason, he still had like the human style like body and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think like Seven, like you know when Tina like, brings him back to life and everything. That's, like, when he was big and bad, and then obviously in his, eight and beyond. Kane Hodder's last time with Jason was uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. So, he, yeah, he played Jason three times. And actually, he talked about when he was doing it, and, like, the director, like, I, I want you to do this. He'd be like, no, Jason wouldn't do that. Mm. Yeah. So, which is why we had some issues with the Jason remake about Jason having, like, hostages and... yeah. All of that. Anyways, that's what not, we're not here to talk about that. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I think, it, uh, I can't remember, one of them was on TV. I think it was Blade 3, mm-hmm. or Blade Trinity, excuse me. And I was like, you know what, let me like go back and watch these movies, because it's been a while since I've watched them. And, you know, I'm watching them like, God, these were, like, I've always known they were good. I've always enjoyed them. But then I was like, wow, you know what, we didn't really... I don't want to say appreciate, but it's like, okay, this was like a really big deal back in the late 90s, early 2000s that 
we had a character who was black, you know, based off of like a comic and is like the lead. And not only did he get one movie, he got three movies and they were like, you know, all like, you know, pretty, pretty good. You know, the third one is good, but like, well, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, like, you know. the problem with the third one is, well, when we, it's too I'm, comedic. We're going to talk about all of them. I'm sure in numerical order. Yeah. But... And we're, and we're not going to do like a breakdown of them. We're just going to give our thoughts on like each one. Is that actually a, they were trying to keep the franchise going, but they wanted to spin it off with their white characters. That's why it was supposed to be like Ryan Gosling and I mean Ryan Reynolds. Sorry, sorry, Gosling. Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel were going to be the Night Walkers movie. So, and actually, Wesley Snipes sued them for that for for pushing him so much out of the movie. And stuff. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, but like a quick fact: when Blade came out, one year before that was Spawn, and it was the same studio, New Line Cinema, released them both. So. Michael Jai White has the credit as being the first person to play a black superhero in a, mo- in a major motion picture movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Spawn didn't get any sequels. Uh, Todd and Franz were talking about, talking about doing a, a, you know, a remake of it. But Spawn and Blade Ray, because they're, they're both black guys, they're both based off of comic books, they both deal with the supernatural, and they're both uh-huh. the good guy. But just that, for some reason, Blade seemed to connect more. I don't know, maybe it's Wesley Snipes' fame. Maybe because the character seems so cool. Maybe a lot of people didn't know it was based off a comic book. Yeah. But didn't you say, like, with Spawn, like, they had issues because the first thing was, like, well, he gets murdered, and people are like, okay. Then they're like, then he comes back from hell, and, like, it was, like, a lot of strikes. Because they wanted it to be a PG-13, and then they gave him an R rating. Their plan was to go PG-13. And Michael Jai White, you talked to an interview later on, that back then the uh, Motion Picture Association was run by a lot of clergymen. So when you did things with hell, graveyards... And you know, dark alleys. It, they, they were like, "Oh no, we you know, we we can't have that in a movie." And then a black man starring in it at that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about Spawn. I mean, like you know, I I learned about him in the early '90s. I had friends who were fans of him, but but like they were they'd like, "Oh yeah, he's black man. He's great." I'm like, "Well, he's burnt to a crisp. You can't really tell if he's black. It doesn't really matter." I mean, I'm I'm all for it if you. And also too, Spawn was one of the heroes that was killing people violently. You know, a lot of a lot of superheroes weren't. They were superheroes killed, but like Spawn was like ripping off arms and. He'd take his chains and rip people apart. You know, he was kind of like horror movie killing in the comic books. So how, how, what, like, Blade, when, so, because, you know, you're into comics. Like, you right. read them. You know, you still read them and whatnot. So yes. you knew about Blade, yes. obviously. Yes. So how did it feel to you, like, as a black man seeing that this film was being made? Well, uh, I, I, remember, I remember thinking, I remember seeing, like, uh, a behind-the-scenes. Back then you had to watch behind-the-scenes. There was a behind-the-scenes on E, the channel E, they were showing it, and they show the scene where Wesley Snipes crashed the motorcycle through the window, and he fires that, his, his machine gun, handheld machine gun, and then fires a shotgun, and I'm like, okay, good, they're taking this seriously. You okay. know, because usually, before that, nothing against it, but if you had a movie starring a black superhero, it was a comedy. Meteor Man, Blank Man, even Richard Pryor in Superman 3, it was always like, it was comedy, because mm-hmm. yeah, we weren't taking, we weren't seeing the serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was good to see a serious black man do it. And, I mean, I, I knew a lot of... I mean, I had, comics were... They weren't really continued that well. It was like just continued. It started off as the two with Dracula. came out in 1973 in October because of a Halloween release. And it was actually things like... I think it was like a Marv Wolfman, one of the guys who wrote it. They want they, they like doing horror-based characters. So they wanted, they wanted somebody to go against Dracula. And back then, Blade uh, wasn't half human. What he was is that he was immune to vampire bites. Mm-hmm. That's what he started off as at first. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. When actually, when they because Wesley Snipes, as the story goes, he wanted to do a Black Panther movie. I remember reading about that. Yeah. In Jet Magazine, <clears throat> and uh, he couldn't get the rights, and then he found out about Blade, and he mm-hmm. looked at it. It's like, okay, I could do this. Yeah, but then they also said, like, for what how they wanted the movie to look, they just didn't have like the technology. Right. Back it's, then it's the for special it effects. Yeah. The special effects. Yeah. Yeah, because so. it, it, it had been like a five hundred million dollar movie back then to, to, to try and to show this advanced civilization and do all the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like a lot of movies back then, now you look at it like, like just slide example. People, people who grew up watching incredible TV show, he's like, he's like we we knew the Hulk was supposed to be much bigger than that, but we were just happy to see right. a Hulk. It's all I care about. Like, yes, we get to see the Hulk. Yeah. I don't, I don't care if this is about. And they try to make Lou Ferrigno look like he was Lou Ferrigno. I believe was like six foot four in real life. And they tried to make him like he was seven feet tall on the show. So it's like, they, they tried. Well, good. you know, camera angles. You do what you can back then. Yeah. Um, so uh, what do you think about Mahershala taking over as Blade? That is very funny because I actually work with a guy who was who's friends with him. Okay. They, they're friends from college. And they were talking about it. Now, I have nothing against Mahershala Ali, but I mean, I haven't really seen, seen him do a lot of action movies. Mm-hmm. So that's my only thing is like, you know, I know they train a lot of actors. Because that's the thing nowadays is like, 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 a, like they've interviewed people who are like, martial arts experts, you know, have kickboxing careers, whatever like that. And they're like, why don't you guys get cast more action movies? Well, you know what? Ever since, like, The Matrix and the Jason Bourne movies, they realized that if they give enough time, they could train their actor Mm -hmm. to do the fight scenes. Mm -hmm. So I'm just hoping they give Mahershala Ali, you know, they train him so they can just do the the fight scenes. Because, like, if people were fans, they're trying to attract people who are fans of Blade. If if the action isn't as top-notch as what we saw in the show and the other ones, then you know we're, we're in for reading a watered down version. They, they've announced it's going to be rated R, mm-hmm. so that's one thing because you know people are like, you know, is, are they going to make it watered down piece thirteen? No, so it's going to be rated R. So I'm just hoping that they they do justice to the character. I mean, Mahershala is a good actor. I think. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. Um. So I I don't know. You were talking about uh, um actors training. I remember Cameron Diaz. I think she said her and Drew like trained for four months before they even started filming Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, they really got into it, because I remember just, like, Cameron, she was, like, you know, um, they, like, trained with a, a, you know, sensei, and he was, like, you know how to punch, but I'm going to now teach you how to, like, take and absorb pain and use that, like, against you. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be really good with Mahershala, and I just also have to say that I'm glad they're not, like, whitewashing it, as in, like, lightening it up and getting, like, a character, like, an actor that's, like, you know... <laughs> say like more light skin you know like Mahershala you know has same skin tone and whatnot as Wesley Snipes and you know to me that's I think that's important because a lot of times in certain films and movies like when a character you know like the um person that they cast is like biracial whatever which is totally fine that's okay but they think like that's enough for like diversity or whatever because they still want to make it acceptable to to the white folks. Yeah, a perfect example is one of the German hologram movies that that one girl nobody was, saw. Yeah, yeah, that one girl was half half black, half white. Her dad is black. Her dad's an actor too, which is funny because her dad Harold Perrineau actually did the voice for Blade for these anim- anime cartoons. But yeah, but we were complaining about that. But also too is like another thing too, like getting back to Spawn for a little bit. I remember like a friend of mine who was a huge fan of Spawn. He he heard first they wanted to cast Mario Van Peebles, who was biracial. And he's like, yeah, I think his hair looks more like it. He was, his whole thing was like the hair. I mean, Marvin Peebles is a good actor, but I don't think anybody really wanted to wear all that makeup for like 95% of the movie. 
So I think it's why a lot of people turned it down. So. Mm, I don't see Mario Van people to spawn, but okay. Um, all right, so Blade. So yes. let's talk. So let, let's, we'll just like go through it. So we'll just talk with the first movie. Yeah. So um, let's 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 we got to talk about the iconic opening, okay? Because <laughs> I went to go see this with a friend of mine. So he, he he was Caucasian. He was married to a black woman, so that gives you an idea what he was. But like, as soon as he saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh, I gotta see him. It looks so badass." And I explained to him, "Was like, what?" It's based on comics. Is he black in the comics? Like, yes, all right, you know. So we we go watch the movie, and there's that scene where they're in the club, and, the, and it's raining mm-hmm. blood, mm-hmm. and everybody's beating up that one guy. I forgot that actor's name. I see him all this time though. And then and then then there's Blade just standing there, and they're all they're all the vampires are scared of him backing off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I always joke and say that if I was that guy, I would just keep on dancing, pretending like. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was happening. You're gonna you're gonna die dancing, huh? Well, I mean, I don't want to throw myself off that I'm a human. Yeah. Benny him. <laughs> uh, but he gets saved because Blade comes. Right, but the thing, thing is, like, as soon as they, he just starts killing a bunch of vampires. And I remember my friend was like, "Wow, back off, Batman." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so that yeah, that's how we're introduced to Blade. You know, he's in the club. He kills off a bunch of vampires, and then the way the vampires like you know die in this film, it's like they kind of like. They burn up. They burn, yeah. It's like burn and they disintegrate. Um, We meet uh, Whistler, um, Chris Christopherson, who, by the way, a lot of people know him from A Star is Born. I know him as Whistler. Yeah. Like, well, I, I know him because he did country music and he and he did acting a lot of acting when I when he when uh yeah when Star was is Born with Bar- um, Barbara oh, okay oh, yeah. yeah you know you know oh, you know when you said I was for soon as I was thinking about joyful noise yeah but yeah he was in that too and yeah. I remember when he was in that and then um at the time when I was married like my husband was trying to say well my ex he was trying to say who it was I was like oh you mean Whistler from Blade I mean that's how I know him I know him as Whistler yeah. he's Whistler too. fun me. fact Whistler is actually made up for the movie because you know oh what yeah. Well, I guess that was. Let's they, be honest. Appeased the white audience. Yeah. Well, they, they they needed to get. They wanted to give somebody who was a friend, a father like figure, and also who could make his gadgets kind of like his cue. And they were gonna do a spinoff off of a made up character's family member. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he starts. Doesn't it explain about, or doesn't it not show a scene of the mother getting bit or something? Yeah, that's a very. It's like okay. 1967. Uh, Sanaa Lathan plays his mother, mm-hmm. and uh, she's covered in blood. And they pull him out, and she sees him, and she and it kind of fades away. So that's how Blade comes to be. He was, um, you know, the mother like got bit or was in labor, got bit or whatever, and so that's how he's half human, half vampire. So he has all of the benefits of being a vampire, except for he can walk in the daylight. So he gets the title and he, of and he Daywalker. Does, and things like uh, like uh, silver doesn't affect him, garlic doesn't affect him. But he does still have the thirst for blood. So Whistler has created like serums and stuff for him to like kind of suppress that. But the problem is every time he had injects him with it, his body rejects it, so they have to, they have to make it stronger, stronger and yes. stronger to the point where one day it might kill him, and he might just want to drink, you know, human blood, because unfortunately vampires need to drink blood, that's that's one way to kill a vampire, if vampires don't get blood, they will die eventually, after. it's just like, if you don't get food, you will starve to death. Yeah, so yeah. then that's when we're introduced to the doctor that's played by Mbushi Wright. Mbushi Wright, Yes, who by the way, I'm like, damn, I wish he had like a bigger character. Well... Well, a bigger career. But here's the thing: is like that's what I meant. But before, before that, which is also New Line Cinema, she was in Dead Presidents. She was in Dead Presidents, yeah. But so, I mean, like, but, but and also to the funny thing is, like, on the commentary for Blade, 
the, the studio was like, well, we want you to cast a white woman as a love interest. Oh, Jesus. And he's like, well, we're doing a movie about a black superior. There's just no way around that. And I think, okay, we'll talk about that, because I feel like that's what they try to do in part two with that character, like, have, like, some type of attraction between the two Yeah, isn't, isn't she, like, I think she's, like, Spanish descent? No, I don't think there's, I, I would say, like, uh, Middle Eastern European or something. Okay. I don't think they were Spanish. Because I think she did a movie with, um, uh, what's his name, who played the Dawson Creek again? Um, James Randerbeek. Right. They did a movie called Texas Rangers, and I think she played Spanish in that movie. I don't remember. But granted, they were casting people back then who you weren't looked, really, right, right, like, yeah, as long as right. you looked ambiguous, you were Spanish, or you yeah. were this, or you were that. Okay, so um, in Blade 1, what, like, sticks out to you the most, or, like, a favorite scene or something? Like, what do you always think well, about? There's there's the opening. Mm-hmm. And there's also when he when he walks into the club and those uh, girls are on stage rapping. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, the most random. When, yeah, when when he, when he meets Pearl, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like funny. A lot of people when they think of an internet troll who lives in his mom's basement, a lot of people imagine Pearl because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's there with all those computers around him and just sits there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and then also too like um. I guess, I guess like also the the ending, you know, where he, where he uh, after he drinks, um, uh, the bushy rights blood, mm-hmm. and he jumps and he jumps down and he just starts killing everybody. Yeah, yeah. So the um, bad guy in this um, movie is played by Stephen Dorff. He's a vampire, and he is like working with other vampires that are like older or they're pure. Well, blood. he's the pure bloods are ones who are born a vampire. He was bitten and turned to a vampire later on. Right. So there's like a little bit of racism in there. They kind kind of like. Mm-hmm. Kind of people like oh you're kind of like with Harry Potter like you know mug bloods like you know or right. like pure bloods yeah yeah well that was also with uh, Percy Jackson too yeah yeah well, I didn't read yeah, those. yeah I mean it's it's because that's just, that's funny because like you know I, I when I hear people like of who, who look when, like like when someone on the I'm on the outside looking in at their religion I mean their race and they want to separate in the, their own race I'm like how could you guys even do that or people do that to us to black people so mm-hmm. it's just funny everybody has to separate everybody some way somehow it's, it's so ridiculous sometimes but even the vampire world it's like that too so Frost isn't like that because he thinks that you know that because these vampires are no longer and, they're, and the point is that humans are hunting vampires so vampires had to learn to blend into society which I tell a lot of people, a lot of people like, well, if I was a vampire, I'd just go around doing this. Like, yeah, then you'd be hunted all the time. Exactly. You got to learn to blend in with society, you know? Just because you could rob a bank and not get stopped doesn't mean you get it right because they'll it keep looking. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. You're going to be lucky each time. Eventually, yeah. they'll catch on. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's, um. you know, the antagonist of the film. And, like, what's his whole... He wants to get Blade so he can learn how to be a day walker because that's well, like well to bring up the blood god is yeah. what it was called yeah, yeah. right because it's off of the old prophecies but the vampires didn't believe it. to them that was like like an old wives tale they didn't believe mm-hmm. it really worked but he wanted he wanted to try it because because blade was in the prophecy you know so blade meets the doctor um and i'm well, Karen, her name was Karen, actually. I just realized. Right, so, cause because because he tried to kill Donald Logue's character. Yes. Set him on fire. Yeah, he was on fire. Yeah. But then the police show up and they put him out. So he knows he's taking him to the hospital. So he goes there to get her. So he wakes up and bites her so, cause he, can, so he can heal himself. Mm-hmm. He, he needs blood. Yeah. Funny, funny, funny side story on the commentary. They said when they were shooting that scene when he was in the makeup, he tripped and fall and his jaw got unhinged because he was on a motorcycle years ago. So they took him to the hospital. 
<laughs> and then when he brought him to the hospital, everyone got scared because they thought they were bringing a burn victim. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a really quick side note. That reminds me of, and it's about vampires, when um, Kiefer Sutherland and um, Jason Patrick were doing The Lost Boys. They still had their, like, vampire makeup on, and they didn't realize it. So they yeah. went out to lunch, and they were trying to flirt with girls, and they were, like, giving them horrified looks, and they couldn't realize yeah. why until they're like, oh, wait. The funny thing, too, in Lost Boys, where that scene where they're trying to kill them, and, and Kiefer's chasing them, and then you see a tear come from his eye. That's because the contacts he's wearing were glass. Oh. So he, he didn't, yeah, that, so that tear was really, he didn't, like, improvise it. Oh, okay, cool. All right, back to Blade. Yes. So, anyways, that's how the doctor meets, like, he comes, rescues, right. saves her. And... Yeah, because, he, well, they show the scene where he looks at her, and he, it makes him think of his mother. Yes, you know, right? yes. He, he does, right, so. Yeah, because, you know, all black people look the same. Um, so... <laughs> I, so, I think it's because it's just a woman. I know. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm messing. Imagine if they had cast a white woman. They couldn't. They couldn't do that scene where he was comparing. Yeah. I, I I'm like the fact that you told me that they were trying to cast a white woman for this. Like. Well, you, remember little side note. Remember, uh, it was like twenty. It was like more than twenty five years ago. They wanted to do a Harry Tubb movie, and then someone's like, "Yeah, we should cast Julia Roberts." Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyways, um. Moving on, so that's how um Doctor yeah, Karen he, he takes her back gets to pulled wh- in, right. and then you know she sees her, her. Yeah, she sees her set up, and you know Whistler's being Whistler, just a cur- curmudgeon. Yeah, he, every scene with him is just so funny. And he's just limping around, cussing and being mad at everybody, but yeah. he you know he's the father figure, you know the only father figure loved person that Blade has. So you know that's their relationship. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think of other things that stuck out to me. So, I remember, so at the, um, because we can, like, jump kind of, like... Back and forth. Yeah, so at the end of Blade 1, when... The, the original ending? So, yeah. Stephen Dorff, yeah, so that's what I'm talking about, Stephen Dorff, so he, his character turns into, like, a blob-like thing. That, 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 right, that, that was the alternate. Yeah. But he was supposed to be, like, that for a while, and people didn't like that. Right, right, because they didn't like him seeing turn into a special effect. You know, that's what they say. And in fairness, special effects weren't that great back then. So right, and and also following that too, after that they cut something else too. That after they go on the roof and he when he tells Karen that I need you to make me stronger soon. I still got work to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just when you get back on the clock and they see a vampire in the distance. That vampire was supposed to be Morbius. That's why he was at Russia at the end of of, of part one. Oh. So people are like, why didn't they do it? Because right after that is when the rights for Spider-Man were snatched up, so Morbius would have been pulled with that, so they couldn't use Morbius. Huh. Well, um, well, you know, <laughs> I don't think Morbius did too well anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation at the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I haven't even seen it, I probably won't, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I saw it for you, so don't worry. Okay, <laughs> and that's more than enough. Yeah. So, so get, yeah, getting back to Blade, I'm uh, so are we still we still talking about part one? So like yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think about other things that stuck out to me. I mean, obviously, like when he is um, in the park with Stephen Dorff because he's wearing the sunblock. Oh yeah, that's. And they have the conversation, and then he takes a girl and like throws her in the middle of the road, and then you know Blade saves her because that's another thing that's kind of like a theme with all of these films is that Blade, you know, vampires once you know like they're old. Like, it's their shell, but, like, their soul, their feelings, their conscience, all of that dies. But Blade still has, like, that human, um, like... Remorse. Remorse, yeah. So he feels... So he's going to rescue, like, the innocent if he can. Yeah. But also, the funny thing is, like, in that in that movie, Blade shoots at Dave from the park. Mm-hmm. And then you see the three bullets, and they go by him in slow motion. 
that was like one year before The Matrix came out and they were doing slow motion bullets. Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else from part one that stuck out to me. Well, I, I remember the, the funniest laugh that Whistler gave me is when he grabs the fuel and it's like dripping out and he sticks it into the car and then he starts smoking right after that. <laughs> oh, Whistler. It's like, it's just like, oh, you crazy, man. <laughs> Yeah. So um, and oh, and also when he uh, when he when he rescues Blade when they're inside that chamber with all those uh, old vampire books and paperwork, mm-hmm. he comes in and is like they catch you fuckers at a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I also say in the first Blade, so um, in Bushy Wright, Doctor Karen, she had a boyfriend. Um, you think he's killed, but they actually like he got turned and they put him kind of like in a dungeon like type of thing to kill her, but she escapes and gets out. And then also Blade's mother is alive. She was actually um, turned the night. And then Frost welcomed her. Yeah. So Frost had been holding her for, a really long time. You, you know something about this movie that all all the women because there's like there's like that woman I don't even know her name. She's always wearing like white and she's running along with Frost. The blonde. Yeah. Uh huh. All the women in this movie are strong women. I mean the bushy right character Karen is not a damsel in distress. No, not at all. No, right? not yeah, at she, all. She actually you know she's 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 smart. She helps Blade. She acts. She even gives an attitude, mm-hmm. like when he when he uses her as bait to trap the cop who's going to try to kill her. Yeah. And then he's throwing her on the park. She's like, "Is all that necessary?" Because like like you're wrecking my place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's another thing with um the Blade, um series. Like, there's no damsel in distress woman. Yeah, I don't think there is at all. Yeah, even right. That, even that little like fourteen year old black girl who fights Blade is you know. Yeah. At first, she thinks she's. A lost child needs help, and she starts fighting him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, there goes that human, re- um, that remorse, that feelings for the humans. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, oh, God, what was I going to say about it? So, yeah, so Sinai Lathan, um, her character, the mother, she survives, but then obviously, you know, gets killed by Blade, and that's... That's know, when they walk in, and they, and, they, and they tase him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then, then they start to take his blood, so that's why he takes Dr. Karen's blood, and, you know, it's like a whole thing, like, oh, my God, is he yeah. going to take too much? He's having human blood. And the blood. funny thing is, like, that is shot like a sex scene, if you look at it. Well, I mean, but vampires yeah, well, but, are sexual. Right, exactly. So that that is intentionally shot like... like like, like if you if you came in on that, you would think they were having sex. The yeah, way, yeah it, it was intentional. And that's the thing with the Blade films. Like, there's not, like, sex scenes at all, so they kind yeah, of throw the, it in. Yeah. That's the closest they got. He's never even kissed anybody, if you look at it, you know? I mean, like, well, he, yeah, well. That's good. Right, yeah. I, I'm glad that they kept Blade as, like, we just gonna kill some people. Yeah. And, and you know, when Wesley said after he put the costume on, that's when he decided to do the deep voice. He thought he thought I should sound different, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and what's his um, signature word that he likes to say? What signature? You want to go like some? I know there's a lot of catchphrases he says. Motherfucker. Oh yeah. <laughs> he says that a lot. Um, or, or like at the end, because he, he supposedly someone said this to him in real life that some motherfuckers are always trying to skate uphill. Just like, hey, we should put that in a movie. So, um, the last battle of Blade, so, like, yeah, he's, like, um, his blood's getting taken, but then also Steven Dorff's character, doesn't he kill, like, the pure bloods or something? He puts, they have to be in a certain spot. Oh, that's right, yeah, and, and then, the, and like, the, their the, souls come out of them. Right, the blood drips on them, and then, like, their soul, and it flies into him and gives them power. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Okay. And then so he and Steven Dorff, they have like this big battle. And it's yeah. Dr. Karen, right, who created like this serum or whatever. And she, he, she created a serum that when yeah. you inject into vampire blood, it causes the blood to explode. explode. And so, so, uh, so, so that's so, when he turns into that right. big blob. And right. they wanted Blade to fight him as that blob. And people were like, no, and he was going to use a sword to, to cut open the, the shh. And it was the same line he would say, you're going to get your serum, it can't help you now. And it was going to mix in with the blob and kill And him. so that's like another thing about the Blade universe. The vampires love to hate Blade because it's like... Because they're, they're jealous of him. They, they are. So they love to take his sword and try to figure things out because there were that character, he cuts his hand, yeah. you know, trying to and that, And it. that character, the same actor was in, was in part two. He just said he had gained like... Something like five pounds of muscle, so no one recognized him. So they cast him as one of the uh, the, the the blood pack. Was I think it was the group called? Oh shoot, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, huh? Interesting. So um, yeah. that's the thing with Blade. Like they're in awe of him, but Be- because that's one thing you got in common about majority of vampire movies that vampires always want to walk in the sun. Mm-hmm. Because you think about, it, you can fight somebody who has a wooden stake or someone who has fire. You can't fight the sun. You have to hide from it. You have Absol- to. Yeah. Yeah. You have to give. You kind of have to give into it. So that like that's like their ego depressor right there. Like they can do so many things; they'll never die. Right. This that like like, like, like Frost tells you, you got the best of both worlds: all of our strengths and none of our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And then then that pisses them off that he's not on their side. Right. So, um, you know, because he, if you think about it, he would be like their king. Yeah. If, if he decided, because like, yeah. I mean, I think in a way he is their king, but they're just kind of bitter about it. I'm saying if he if he committed because that's like we want to slide the part two, but that's what. The love interest that character. Yeah, so, well, hold on. So, um, at the end of part one, you know, he defeats Frost, he turns into that big blob, explodes, um, and then Dr. Karen made him a serum that, like, is going to work better for him. So, like, that is kind of setting up for, like, okay, there might possibly be a sequel, which there was. So, okay, but how, again, after seeing... Because you saw in the theaters, right? Yes. How did you feel, like, as a black man reading these comics, loving horrors, horror movies, <laughs> and then, like, this movie, you go and see it, and it ends. How did you feel? I felt satisfied. Okay. You know, the funny thing is, that that's back when the internet, like, if you wanted to watch a trailer, you had to wait half an hour for the download. Oh, so what I would do is, when I, when I before Blade was coming out, because it came out, like, in August, so during the summer... I would I knew what movies would uh would have the trailer for Blade, so I would like before we knew that go walk into the theater just to watch the Blade trailer over and over again <laughs> every time I went to the movies. Cause like 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 one time like uh, I think it was Friday coming out and I knew that was New Line Cinema, so I went in there and I waited and I watched the Blade trailer and I left to go watch another movie. And then that movie had the trailer in front of it too. We do not endorse this type of behavior. I only watched the trailers. I didn't watch the whole movies. Okay. okay. All right. right. So, because like I said, if I wanted to watch nowadays, you can pull up on your phone. No yeah, problem. Easy peasy. I do remember us like having to wait for like this thing to like load for us to watch trailers. And the trailer was like thirty seconds. The struggle back then. It was like thirty minutes to watch thirty. And seconds. then also back then, like when movies came out, it was like another like nine months to a year before it like came on like cable or something, right. or for us to be able to rent it. Yeah. Okay, so going on to Blade Two, they obviously had to step it up. Yeah. So that's that's where uh, Guillermo del Toro, who liked to do horror, he decided to work more horror elements into it. So mm-hmm. that's why he invented the Reapers. Mm-hmm. Which are, and what do the Reapers do? The, Re- the Reapers kill humans and vampires. They don't really care. They just they just need the blood. But tell, like, but how? Like, what's their look? Oh, their their mouth, their jaws open wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of like a like a Ceno 
bite, right? Like yeah. they just like come out and like they just like suck you and latch onto you. Yeah. Well, also like supposedly they also have like a toxin that that like paralyzes you, kind of like a jellyfish. Does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like that one like sea creature that has like that same look that j- comes out and like. I can't think of it. Right yeah, now. there's a lot of them like that. I, yeah, I think I, mean, I think they're in the crustacean family. Yeah, so um, we start Blade Two, and I think like Whistler has been taken something. So it's no, start- well, yeah, Whistler, Whistler had been bit by Frost. Yes, and then Whistler shot himself with Blade's gun because Blade. Cause That's Blade, right. Okay, so cause, back in part one, because Blade yeah. wouldn't do it, you know. Yeah, in part one, Bla- like when they were looking for Blade, they raided um, where they were living, and Whistler's like. Give me the gun, you son of a bitch. You're worth, you know. Now walk away. You yeah, well, yeah. And so and then you hear a gunshot, yeah. but then. But so the vampires took him and they kept his body in captivity. Yeah. So you see Whistler and Blade gives him a serum and he was like, right. you know, here's. But, but it, getting but getting back to the opening of that one too, that you see a bunch of vampires running and Blade is chasing. He just he jumps ahead of them by jumping it through a hole in the ceiling and jumps down and just shoots them. And the vampires are just trying to run down the stairs. One falls down. He just jumps and lands the ground and just starts shooting them. Yeah. And then, like, they come at it with motorcycles and he throws his glaive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so, so he, he grabs one, like, you know. And all the vampires have their own language, so he speaks it, too. So he mm-hmm. speaks it, like, tell me where they are, you know. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I'll, and I'll let you, I'll see you a loose end. Mm-hmm. Which is a running gag because he keeps seeing that vampire and the vampire keeps running from him. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So then that's when he gets Whistler and he's like, you know, we'll see if you survive. The sunlight's coming in at X amount of hours. Right, but... He injects him with with an anti serum. Yeah. And also now he has a new partner played by Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people notice that um uh, this is a couple years before Hellboy came out. So Ron Perlman's in this movie. Yes, he was. And Norman Reedus is wearing a Hellboy T-shirt. Huh. Yeah. I think this is the first movie I can recall seeing Norman Reedus in. Hmm. A lot of people didn't know his name. Like, I remember a friend said, oh, you mean a Corey Feldman looking guy? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you see that, you know, Blade has a new sidekick. And, you know, like, it's like, you're like, okay, fine, whatever. But I'm like, oh, why, why yeah. is Blade well, hanging with this guy? Well, Blade is not good with building stuff, so he needs someone to do it for him. That's true. Okay. Well, fair. fair. Right. Yeah, you... Yes, that's the thing. You you can't be. It's, it's, Blade is purely the muscle. That's 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 like the things like you know you you can't be a character who can do everything. Like like there's, there's no problem. There's no boundary. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So the Reapers like so the movie starts off with like you know you see a, a character, um, he looks sickly. I you believe know. that actor's name is Lucas Haas. It is him. Yes, he's sickly. Um, and he goes to a blood bank, and all blood yes. banks are owned by vampires. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, then, um, you, like, a situation happens, and then... Well, they, they, they look at his blood, and they realize his blood is different. Mm-hmm. So they take him down to a special area to, like, to, to extract him, and he ends up killing them all. Yeah, and then that, with the jaw opening up, and then you're like, okay, what are we into now? Because, again, second film, you got to step it up. All right, so, yeah, so, you know... And Whistler, he survives, obviously, because, you know, he's a fan favorite. But, uh, and then Wesley's, you know, Blade walks and says, how you feel? And he looks and says, like, hammered shit. Yes, you know. <laughs> it's so, it's like letting you know, like, yes, he's still here and still has a sense of humor. So, and it's like, one of those things, it's like, are you thankful that we, we like, rescued you? Or did you just want to die? You know, like, Whistler, like. Yeah, well, like, like Whistler's family was killed by, and like. That, yes. Appara- so, apparently the vampire tortured them in front of him while they were mm-hmm. killing him. Right, yeah. So, Whistler has had no joy in life since then all right so um so with blade 2 you know um they have the reapers and then what happens 
uh, once again, Blade, the, the warehouse gets found, and it's like it's, this... It's, it's two vampires. Yeah, it's like these vampires, and they're doing like this acrobatic stuff, flipping all over the place. And I remember I saw this one in theater, and people were like, oh, shit, ooh, and, and, and And that was a... And this guy says, that's how Spider-Man's going to be, because Spider-Man was coming out a few months after that. Um. So, um. again, they, they were like, okay, stop, Blade. We're not here to, like trap you or anything like that we actually need your help and he's and they're vampires themselves and you know they're like why would you we help you and there's like there's like this disease that are changing vampires and not for the um the better and we need to like eradicate it so but they're like we need your help because you know you're the day walker and you can do go and do things that we are not able to do. And as Valentino said, Ron Perlman was in this film. And you know what? Ron Perlman, he's just a great guy. I'm pretty sure he is. But I have decided to have like a personal vendetta against him for some reason. He was wonderful in Sons of Anarchy. But I don't know. Like he's just... It's, it's Clay. Yeah. I don't know. Like he did nothing to me. But I've, you know... I've seen him a couple times in person at Comic-Con. <laughs> Like, he's done absolutely nothing to me. But, you know, there's just people you're like, oh, God, you again? So that's how I <laughs> feel. Just because Ron Perlman's in everything, that's what. <laughs> and, like, get your money, Ron Perlman. Get your money. And he's married to a black woman. So, like, get your money. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, so, so he's in the film. And it's, like, sh- off the bat, he doesn't like Blade. Um, yeah, yeah, and funny that the line he says to him was apparently someone says that to Wesley Snipes in real life. He was like, me and the Black Pack are wondering, uh, can you blush? So, um, he and Blade have this moment, and Blade, like, um, bends, like, I don't want to say bend him over, that sounds terrible. Well, he turns him around. Like, he turns him around and puts something on the back of his, uh, back of his head, like, it's a bomb, and Blade's like, I've got the um, remote control for it, so you just say one more thing, I don't want to blow your ass up. Right, because so. the, va- the vampires care about their own kind, so right. Not, right. And they don't like that Blade cares about humans. And, and then, also, these vampires, um, aren't some of them pure blood? Like, the girl is, right? Yeah, she was born a vampire, yes. yes. And her, because her father is that other vampire, like, like, mm-hmm. like the king of the vampires. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her brother is got turned. Right, right. Where, where he, where he, she, didn't know that, she didn't know that Lucas Haas was her brother. Okay. Right, because he later on gives her this ring as a family crest. Well, he gives it to Whistler, and Whistler mm-hmm. says, like, hey, you know, he gave me this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, like, had that. So, what in Blade 2 did you like or stuck out to you? Um, well, the fight, the fight's in the warehouse beginning, mm-hmm. and when they actually, because when, at the beginning, when he's in the, the blood bank, they, you don't see the jaw full open, but when they're in the club, and it opens up fully, and you see how wide it's like, that was like, okay, yeah, that was like an oh shit moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about when they're, um, underground, and he was, what does, what does he say? Like, y'all don't know who, oh, oh yeah, like, do you have any idea who you are fucking with? Yeah. Right, because cause they, cause they had captured a Reaper. Mm-hmm. They do autopsy, learn about them, and then uh-huh. they uh, they take these adrenal glands, like pheromones, to help attract the uh, Reapers to them. So he's in there, and he smashes like these jars of pheromone on them, so they'll follow him. Because there's a bomb mm-hmm. that's gonna. Because they found out that sunlight is the only thing that can really kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I should also bring up. So within the Blade universe, there are humans that do the vampires like dirty work during the day. Yeah, they're called familiars. Familiars, and they are branded with with a tattoo. Yes, and like it's in all different type of places. So yeah. I guess like what stuck out to me is like so like I said, Blade had put like a bomb on the back of Ron Perlman's character because there's a scene in the club where they're looking around and Ron Perlman's like. 
I could kill him right now. So easy, yeah. Yeah, so easy, but then... Because you, you see it's a laser target, yeah. and then you look down, you but, see but, that Well, his blade. friend taps Ron Perlman's like, he's, he's got, got you. you. Right, it's also yeah. laser. So, and then like, Ron Perlman mouths, mouths the word F you to him. Yeah, so finally there's like a part where you're realizing... So the girl that comes to Blade, I cannot remember her name right now, um, she is coming with like pure intentions, like we truly need your help. Let's put our differences aside. Right. So the other people that are part of this group, the Blood Pack, the Blood Pack, they are not fans of Blade. They understand, like, and also they mentioned that they were training for two years to hunt and kill Blade. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, and also he tells us like, since you're here now, you like, you now he's it. in charge all of a sudden. Right. So oh, and also during that club scene, um, one of the people of the blood pack he gets bit right and yeah, he, he gets, hides it he yeah. gets bit and like he doesn't tell his, his, mm-hmm. his girlfriend I guess. yeah right. and so actually when they go underground he f- turns fully and she uh starts to walk up and opens up a manhole and like sacrifice herself and to kill him as well right. so, because when you get turned it's like you know you're rabid like you don't care if that's a, like a loved one or whatever anymore you just want yeah, that it, taste apparently like lucas haas character is the only one who thinks straight everyone else becomes like, like, there's this one movie I saw. I forgot. I forget the name of that. They, they did a found footage stuff, but this guy became a vampire. He didn't know it, and he didn't want to drink blood. But the problem is that when he did that, his he he just lost his consciousness. He was kind of like a. It was kind of sleepwalking. He would just go around biting people mm-hmm. because his body needed blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was kind of like that. The Reapers just they just need blood. They don't care. They're, and, and some of them run on all fours too, like, so, like oh, animals. Yeah. yeah, so that so you get that in the um, sewer scene as well. And there's like also again, so there's been um, Norman Reedus character. He's a science like science whiz, and he's like made these new things. So he's been able to like emulate light. So there's a scene where Blade. Well, actually, if you remember correctly, they did do that in part one, but it was a it was a big flashlight. Mm-hmm. He uses it to kill Pearl. Mm-hmm. But now he, he uh, Norman Reedus is able to make it smaller. Mm-hmm. Put him on. Put them on uh, like like guns, like like mm-hmm. like lights on the guns, and he had them on the truck too. Or the, or van that's right, yeah. Air. So that's how he saved himself. But no, I'm talking about the scene like when he tells the girl to like run, like he counts down, and she like goes underwater, and all the uh, yeah reapers jump right, up. Right, What's right. that? That's 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 the the grenades they they make. That's right. Okay. Okay. These grenades that when they throw, they, 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 it's a UV flash of light. Mm-hmm. So they have a whole bunch of like this big bomb that's supposed to burn them all down in the sewer. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, one thing that stuck out to me with the movie is, like, obviously, you know, since they don't like Blade, and then there's a scene with Ron Perlman, he's mouthing off again, and Blade's like, you know what, at this point, I'm just going to kill you. Obviously, the bomb does not work, and the Norman Reedus character is like, ha Blade, you thought you were in control, man. Yeah, but guess what? I'm in control. I'm with them. I'm a familiar. And, and like, shows his tattoo. Yeah, where his tattoo is, is in the side. Because when we meet Norman Reedus, how he and Blade met is he was in Romania backpacking and he got attacked by three vampires. It was, it was two female vampires. Oh, okay, two girls and Blade right. was yeah, there. Because I remember he made a three companies joke. Yeah. So anyways, he's like, yeah, Blade, you got played, man. We got you. We got you, fool. And, and Whistler never trusted him, and he didn't. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's another thing. There was, like, always animosity between Whistler and um, Norman Reedus' character. Well, the funny thing is, like, um, there's a scene, like, I heard in, in, in a commentary, he's where he's talking to Whistler. He says, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. And in that scene is both Whistler and... And Norman Reedus character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's like it's trying to foreshadow. Yeah, like, so when you watch it back again, you're like, oh, okay, duh, because Blade goes, guess what? I always knew. And second, it's not a dud. 
Yeah, and, blows him up. and so it blows up Norman Reedus' character, and Whistler's like, and I was just starting See, to. That's like the thing about Blade too. You like if if you're with the vampires, he will kill you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, for sure. Right. So he doesn't. He <laughs> we'll doesn't... talk about that in the third right, film. Right. Right. <laughs> um. So like that kind of stuck out to me. Like, okay, so Norman Reedus wasn't on his side, so he's not the new Whistler. Okay, cool. And then, um, you know, then he kills, you know, the other people in the blood pack. Um, the main person, the woman, she gets bit. Who she get bit by? Was uh, it the brother? Well, oh, you, oh, that's that's towards the uh, yeah, that's towards the end. Well, her her brother, her brother, because like the blade blade is a little weak because yeah. And then they take Whistler off somewhere. Whistler escapes and he uh, he goes to rescue Blade because mm-hmm. Whistler had a handcuff key on him. Mm-hmm. And he and he grabs all the weapons and stuff and then like um. He, he takes Blade off his table. He takes him to this room where they have like a, a, fount, a fountain of water, where it's like fountain of blood, like a blood fountain. Yeah. And he's like telling Blade to crawl through. Then Ron Perlman's shooting at him, mm-hmm. and he falls in there. And I remember we saw in the theater. I was like, he killed him. And you're like, yeah, right. With that much blood, he'll come back as Super Blade. And that's what happens. He comes out of the water <laughs> after all that blood and just starts killing. I don't know if they're vampires. These guys in helmets mm-hmm. with with uh, stun batons. Mm-hmm. And he just starts killing them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then like uh, Ron Perlman's like, well, like my dad used to say before he killed my mom, if you want something done, you gotta do it yourself. And he also said, and he tries to stab Blade with his own sword. Blade catches it in his hand and takes it from him and cuts, slices him in half. <laughs> yeah, so that's another thing. Like Wesley Snipes is like into like you know martial arts and stuff like that. So they put like those elements into the film of yeah. him like showing like that honor and that respect. To Funny the thing practice. is like when I first moved to, to San Francisco, I met a guy from Tokyo who. And he told me that Blade is really big over there because Blade is in Braceways and Samurai. Mm-hmm. So he's he's really that's why they have anime of Blade because they really like him. They like this this okay. guy is living life, and also because it's also they like supernatural stuff too. So Blade is just perfect for them. Yeah. 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 Um. So. Okay, so, yeah, it's like, because I said, we're just jumping around. So the main character, the woman, she gets bit or whatever, and she's well, like, first, first, uh, right, he, I'm sorry, first he kills the father by ripping his throat out and says, you will, and he says it to him in the, I guess we'll call it vampire knees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not, you're not going to become me, you're just going to die. And mm-hmm. the father, like, dies, you know, the blood leaves when he just turns white. Yes. So she, she, she starts, so he starts biting the sister, that's when Blade comes in. And she, before she dies, she just wants to see the sun rise yeah. one time and yeah. so that I mean, happens. I remember mean, I mean you were mad that when she was in a sewer and she was injured, Blade let her drink his blood to save her. Yeah, I'm like, who is she? Because first of all, me, as a black girl back then, when I see a, you know, I'm Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everyone black. So you give me in the first movie and Bushy Wright, who was badass, and I remember like, I was like, God, she's got a great body and amazing arms. Why is she not in part two? You know what I mean? And then like, here comes this woman. Like, what the fuck? S- side note, she had a lot of personal problems in her life. I followed okay. up on it. Yeah, okay. She, All right. That's why, well, that's why you were sure act. People were still hoping she'll make a comeback. That's fair. Well, yeah. you know what? That's what happened with um, the, um, oh, what's her name? It's, I don't want to say the wrong name, but with Meg too. That's why she didn't come back. Oh yeah, I don't, she was she was going through like a really bad breakup. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they they, they give her off screen yeah. death in the mix. Yeah, yeah, so that's why she didn't come back either. Because you know, again, yeah. I was pissed about that. I was like, oh hell no! But I was like, okay, well, take care of your mental yeah, health. Yeah, because 
Because, like, if you, if you try to name a lot of movie roles after Blade mm-hmm. with her, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could name three strikes, but who saw that? Okay, well, that's, well, you know, if it's mental health, like, I, I, I really hate that for her. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, just still me as, like, you know, black woman, black girl, when you didn't have really many people to kind of, like, look up to during that time, especially, like, in horror films, you know, stuff like that, you know, it was just, like, very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, like... When I look back at it, I'll still watch it, but I think Blade 2 is, like, my least favorite one. Hmm. Well, here's the thing is, like, Blade Blade 1 has a charm to it that mm-hmm. the other ones can never capture because it's, like, it's like the first time opening a present. So, like, you open yeah. the same present again second time. Even though it might be brand new, it's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm, the feeling of getting the first time is not the same. So, yeah, Blade, Blade, Blade 2 is good in certain areas, but I, I still, like... The first one is so much the charm yeah. of the first yeah. one. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, and they definitely like try to step it up with having like the Reapers and Blade Two. But there was still like, as I watched it, I was just like, it was good, but like, you know, it's it's just something that was like still missing for me. Yeah. Um. Okay. So um. On to Blade. Well, well the Blade, first first they have that you know he and uh, and Lucas Haas have this huge fight. So they they wanted a really big long fight. That's what they wanted to do. So they, uh, so they go through all that, and then he ends up breaking the sword. And then the way the reapers, the reapers' hearts are covered by bone except from the side. So he stabs him through the side. This, you know, sticks a sword there to to, to kill. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. What were your overall thoughts of Blade Two? I walked out enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's enjoyable, but like, did you feel like it's had the same like? Did you have the same feeling when you saw one? Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to remember what was the, okay, the, the, the very last scene of Blade 2 is where he finds shows that one vampire and, and says, what, you think I forgot about you and kills him? I mean, it ends funny, but it doesn't really yeah. set it up for part three the way part one did, you know? It's like, it's, re- it's really ambiguous about if they were going to go to another one. I think, I think they were still unsure if they were going to still make money off these movies. Because, because, not saying it's a bad way, but Blade 1 was a low budget movie. Compared to like what most yeah 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 compared to what most action movies got back then yeah because I mean you know it's like you know when you look back at the film like we knew of Wesley Snipes you know because you know black man you know doing films and whatnot but like Stephen Dorff he wasn't like really known back then there was Stephen Stephen we knew him because Stephen Dorff was a former child actor the first thing we saw him in was The Gate he was a little boy from The Gate. So, and he was actually trying to break out into adult roles, and this worked out for him. Yeah, but we knew Blade, like, Passenger 57, Drop Zone. Uh, New Jack City. New Jack City, you know. But still, you know, it's not like black actors were getting paid what they should have been getting paid back then, and they're still not getting paid what well, they should be getting that's, paid that's now. the whole thing about uh, Taraji's. Uh, yeah, this. well, we're we not even get into that, because yeah. that's a whole other situation. Yes, yeah, that's for another time. Y- y'all got to start playing paying black actors like get your shit together that's all i gotta say that's all i gotta say all right so blade three Tr- trinity blade it? trinity me and suzanne saw in the theater and i just remember you her saw just... it with me too oh you're there too yes oh. I, I, I took you i paid for everything oh how, okay how bad. soon you forget Ugh. i just remember her being so annoyed by ryan reynolds you know you know the funny thing is like apparently 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 this is the story that the deadpool comics had just come out Okay. The Deadpool comics came out like in the early '90s. He was he was his new character, mm-hmm. and then like he, someone told him, "Hey, this is a cool character." They showed him the comics, so that so people say like he was in a way he was kind of like doing his Deadpool thing because you know Deadpool was funny. That's why that's why Ryan Reynolds was always Deadpool when those movies came out. You know, 
Yeah, so, but so, like, like he did way too many jokes in that movie, and I'm gonna go ahead and skip to it. The only joke that I found funny was when he said, "I just ate a lot of garlic and I farted." Silent but deadly. Yeah. Yes, and that was like the only. Like, I remember I literally like laughed out loud, but all the rest of it, like he was so annoying. I remember Suzanne just being like, "Apparently, apparently, apparently, this behind the scenes drama." But it depends. Who you listen to like Patton Oswalt, who's in the movie, talking about that okay. Wesley Snipes was going in his trailer, smoking a lot of marijuana, and then like. He would get in arguments with, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't want to do scenes of Ryan Reynolds. And that the director who was, um, I forgot his name, that writer, because he wrote the story. He wrote the scripts for the first two. I'm going to look it up. Right. And then he would leave posted notes for the director and sign it Blade. Well, I mean, you know what? Honestly, like, listen, uh, like, Wesley Snipes not done, he, dumb. He knows what's up. Like, he knows that they're trying to push, like, his white counterparts into the front. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, like. Still, right now, 2023, about to be 2024, Hollywood is bullshit. They still try to push, like, the white people towards the front. Like, they still treat, like, black actors a certain kind of way. You know what I mean? Like... But also, too, the funny thing is, like, they've been talking about this year of controversy. Like, Rachel Zogler being cast as... Yeah, sorry. Being cast as Snow White. And apparently now she's been replaced by Lucy Hale. Because a lot of people are like... What? Oh, you didn't know. Oh. What? Yes. Okay, we're not going to get into... We are not going to get into that right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had, like, two glasses of wine. Okay. Oh, my God, yeah, that's right. Triple H is in this movie. Um. Okay, so... The, the director? <laughs> the, director? <laughs> the director is David S. Goyer. Yeah, David S. Goyer, right. Who's, who's done a lot of comic book writing. Like, he even did... He even wrote for Batman Begins and other stuff, too. Like Oh, know. okay, he did um, Dark Knight Trilogy, Man of Steel, Batman, yeah. Dawn of Justice, Zigzag, yeah. The Invisible, The Unborn, um... Okay. Yeah, he's hmm. yeah he's done a, yeah he's done a lot of like he's a comic book fan too like yeah like funny thing is like when he was when the Batman Begins was being written hey you go to comic book stores and they're like hey why are you putting all this Batman stuff you're working on the new Batman he's like no 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 I'm not he, he couldn't tell anybody like, I mean and you know just to back to this movie I can totally see them being like Wesley you know you know with this franchise you should be happy and thankful that you got three films so let's put Jessica and Ryan to the front okay like I can totally see them giving him that bullshit and the, the, the funny thing is too both Ryan and Jessica at the time they were TV stars yes Jessica Beale was on 7th Heaven and what was that two guys a girl in pizza place but then I think at that time it was just like two guys no girl yeah or just two guys dot, dot, I just dot. I just like saying the whole long title all right, so Blade Three. Um, yeah. It starts out. It's a little bit more flashy, like Blades, like killing vampires, and they're like turning into ash, and they're kind of doing like that freeze frame pausing type of thing or whatever. But the movie starts off with him actually killing a human. He thought it was a vampire because he had the teeth, and um, he sees that he's uh, getting Park Parker Posey character is filming up. her, filming him. Right. So he goes viral. I'm sorry. You know, actually, the beginning is talking about. Dracula, and since it was the early two thousands, they couldn't call him Dracula. We got to make it cool, so we called him Drake. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was a rights thing or not, but like I I believe I believe Cat Dracula is a character in the public domain. Mm. But you got to make sure that your Dracula looks different from anyone else's Dracula. Okay. Yeah. So let's so they go to Egypt to find his tomb. Yes. Right. And then they and one person gets killed because he needed some blood. Yes, and so you know the whole thing is like we didn't capture him. He. He let willingly it, he, came along. Right. And it's played by uh, Dominic, Dominic Purcell. Purcell. Prison break. You know, you know, you know the funny thing is that he had, a, he had a TV show called John Doe about a guy who lost his memory but had these 
special knowledge and skills. Uh-huh. And there was a movie, there was a movie that was going to be made, Wesley Snipes was, was going to be on some of the same thing. Oh, that movie never got made, though. Yeah. Downey Purcell, yeah. After that, yeah, he went on the prison break, yeah. Um, I didn't watch it when it was first out, but I'm really glad that I did watch the prison break series, because that's did you Did you see the, 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 the TV movie one? Cause what yeah, it yeah, we watched it. Yeah, I t- we talked about it. Okay, okay. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where, where Sarah goes to prison, right. Sarah Wayne Callies goes to prison? Yeah, because... What it was... Wait, uh, hold on. Are you not talking about the one... The series? Oh, like, the, the miniseries? Oh, so there's one after that? No, no. Okay, here's here's where it is. The rich, Sorry, y'all. We're going on a tangent real quick. Prison Break was on for four years. In the last four years of the show, they had a two-hour episode where Sarah gets arrested for killing um, um, the woman who's about to shoot Michael. Mm-hmm. Forgot her Forgot her real name, but, she, you know... But it, it, yeah. Anyway, so then, someone had recorded that, so she ends up in prison for two weeks, and they end up breaking her out. And also in that, ep- also in that TV movie, because because it was a TV movie, they made it where you could rent it later on. And then uh, Michael ends up di- dying at the end because he what? Had to- yeah. <gasps> so so they had him die like that, but instead of like his disease is what it was. What? Yeah. <gasps> and she's pregnant. <gasps> yeah. Who else, so the miniseries picks up seven years after that, and, they, the and they find out Michael's still alive. I'm gonna have to watch that. What? Okay. Okay. All right. Black, back, back to Blade Three. Okay. So yeah. Drake Dracula is played by Dominic Purcell. Purcell. Right. Now, now a problem I had is with that. He's, they don't dress him up very good. He's, no, he's like it's very it's like a very dated look. Like the open up like white shirt jeans and like a black trench and you know like yeah. a choker. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> what is what is funny this walking to he walks into that goth store and he's all that Dracula stuff. Yeah, yes. And it, that is pretty funny. And that I would say that's like the quote unquote sexual part of the movie like when he like pushes a girl down and like kills her. Yeah, that Yeah. I forgot that actress's name. I don't know, but okay. No, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff. Like, but she was on the TV show Eureka. She played, so, she played the deputy. Yeah. In Blade Three, it's Whistler and Blade again, and once again, surprise, surprise, they find their warehouse where they're staying, and um, well, and this one, Blade actually the, 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 the cops do. Yeah, Blade actually like surrenders. So again, he's like giving like his honor. Um, to like martial arts, like he puts his sword down and whatnot, and like because because the cops think he's crazy that that you know because mm-hmm. they don't believe in vampires, so they mm-hmm. think he's crazy going around killing innocent but people. But honestly, they don't think he's crazy. They know that it's real because familiars. Right, but I think some of the cops were just regular cops. Well, no, no, for sure, for sure. But there's still some, you know. Yeah, but the point is, cops. like, he doesn't know which one are familiars and which one are regular cops. Right, and, and even if you kill, even if you kill the familiars. The regular cops don't know that, so they're gonna still come after him. So it's like it's it's it's, it's a double whammy. So mm-hmm. the best thing for him to do is surrender because he doesn't want to, you know, hurt innocent people. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's Blade Three. Um, well, not that's not that's Blade Three. So in Blade Three, they take him to the police station. Yes. Yeah, so we take... and that and that's when we get the introduction of uh, Hannibal. No, actually, wait, hold on. Do we meet Abigail before that when she doesn't? No, 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 the baby? no, no. 
when 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 oh yeah when 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 uh, there's those three vampires yeah so you yeah. see this lady who's kind carrying of looking like old and haggard right and she's carrying a baby and you see these three teenage vampires you're like ooh a baby and an old woman and you know it's like a, baby it's blood a, it's a two is for like, one yeah. yeah baby blood's like really good you know which is like kind of a theme that comes up like with vampires in general like they really like babies well you know that's that's just that's like veal is a baby deer and it tastes really good honestly. Okay, because remember, like, there was that character in Buffy that, like, babies and cats? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what did make the Buffy? I remember I told some guy that Blade, because originally, because he's known as Blade the Vampire Slayer, the Blade the Vampire Hunter in the comics, and they were going to call the movie that. And be like, so first they got Buffy, now they got Blade. I was like, no, no, Blade was created way before Buffy. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't know all about that. So that, that's why they just called it Blade. Ugh. Well, that was a good, that, that's fine. Um, all right. So, anyways, I'll have to have you back on. We'll need to talk Buffy and Angel. Can do. And how Angel was the better show. Show, yes. Especially Angel, that. Angel my, was a more mature show. Especially that last season. That last season is perfection. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Okay, so that's how we um, meet. Well, we don't know her name yet, so I'm not going to give that right, away yet. Right. So she's like walking and like, you know, she's letting them beat her up or everything. And then they take the baby and the baby has written on it, you know, fuck you. And then it like sprays like a serum out. It, it was it was garlic. It was garlic. And that like kind of distracts the vampire. I don't remember the baby. I thought the baby says like, haha. It said something. No, it said fuck you. Well, I remember. Because remember he gets on them like, like y'all think this is a joke. Because remember when um, no, Ryan no, no, right, Reynolds' right, right. character But not on the baby, right? He has that. He has like, the, hi, my name is fuck you. you. The name tag, I right. know the baby has had something on it. I'm, I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just don't remember it was fuck you. That's all. Okay, I'm not to look it up. So, anyways, she, um, you know, Jessica Beale, she like takes off like her trench coat and everything, muscled up, whatever, and then she like goes to town and kills. She has like a boot knife because one of them says, um, "Scream when it hurts." So she's got like a boot knife, and then she has like this really cool like bow and arrow style type of thing, but like the string part of like the bow and arrow is, um, like. A sunlight. The the arrowhead. The, the arrowhead yeah. is sunlight. Yeah. So even if they pull it out, the sunlight UV rays, the UV rays will, will will burn the vampire. Right. Right. So she like when she's like um killing the vampire, she's like scream if it hurts and you know kills him, and that's how we introduce that character. We're like, okay, what the fuck is going on? And you know now that you tell me about all of this, um about how they were trying to push him off, like, Wesley Snipes, I, like, I can see it now. And, like, that's just bullshit. Anyways. Um, so, Blade, going back to what we were saying, he gets captured by the police. Well, not captured. Like, kind of like Dracula. He chooses to go in. Um, because they see, like, he's all over TV, and Wesley's like, you're all over TV! And, you know, because this was the time when things were starting to go viral. Yeah. So, they're at the, um police station and they sedated interrogation him. Room. They sedated him. Right. Yeah, he, he's all he doesn't need a serum because he's also getting weak. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Triple H comes in, yeah, and, and so is Parker Posey and all of them, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're like, Hi Blake Parker Posey. She's like, you know what? Flowers to Parker Posey because honestly any movie she's in, like, she just kinda elevates it. She's so funny. Like she made Scream Three. <laughs> like when she jumps into the bodyguard's hands. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. She's like, hi, Blade. Big fan. Nice to meet you. And so, you know, he's like, deter- like he's um, drugged up. He doesn't know what's going on. But the guy that's like a psychiatrist or psychologist yeah. or whatever. Right, because the, the, the police psychiatrist come in to determine that, that he's crazy. He's mm-hmm. asking all these questions and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so at this time, the psychologist has deemed Blade, quote unquote, crazy. And then we also learned that the cop, that he is a familiar as well. So as they're getting ready, I think they're going to like transport him somewhere, correct? Yeah, they put these like giant handcuffs on him, you know. Yes. And, so then, at that, and then at that time, you see a vampire get thrown through the window and caught on fire and dies. Right, it's it's like how they when they do those interrogations, how it's a one way glass. Mm -hmm. That's what someone, someone's on the other side of that glass, and that's when we're introduced to Hannibal, played by. But how are we introduced to them? What is it? Was it a doll that he had, or is the doll? No, the doll is no. Je uh, had. Jessica, right, Jessica Biel had that. Right, he had he had a name tag that said, I'm "Yeah, that's right." Fuck you. Right. So at that point, you see. Um, we don't know his name is Hannibal at that time. Well, I guess Parker Posey like yells it two seconds later. But honestly, I didn't even know what she said at that point um, until like I watched the like, movie later. She was Hannibal, right? Because because she she used to be he used to be a vampire pet. Yes. Right. So, until like he took the cure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he put something in Blade's mouth. It's a serum that they've been working on, and this gets Blade's energy back. And then by this time, there's been like fighting happening. The water sprinklers are going yeah. off. So, so H's character is strangling Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yes. And then um, Blade gets his power back. And that's when you're like, all right, here we go. And then there's just a bunch of fighting. And then you see some new weapons um, that yeah. Abigail has. Yeah, is, is, a, is archery with these UV uh, arrowheads. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, it shoots like around corners because what it is is like she can like lock in on the um like victim, right? Is that what yeah. happens? Yeah. Okay. So like that. Like it's like even when it gets shut, pull it out, the UV light. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So like the UV light has to go off in the person. And um if not, you pull out too early, it's just going to light up and take out everyone that's around. Kind of like what happened in part two. So at this point, they... Yeah. So, so at this point, they um, have did like the search and rescue for Blade and they are leaving the, um, the jail, like the precinct, the police office. Um, and they're like, wait, hold on. Where's Blade? I thought this was like, you know, a rescue mission. And then he comes jumping out of a window and he's like, I had to get my sword. So, cause you know, that's his signature weapon. And then at this point, there's a bunch like, of like. Before he leaves the interrogation room, he puts on his sunglasses before he walks out of the interrogation room. Yes. You know, cause that, that became like another thing too. Um, so there's a bunch of cops outside and then, um, this other guy comes up in like an SUV, gets Abigail, Ham Hannibal, and Blade. And then at this point, Triple H is trying to run them down. And then Abigail shoots him in the eye with an arrow. So um, they are taken back to their safe house and Blade meets the whole team and everything. And at first he's like belittling them. He was just like, y'all think y'all are funny with these like name tags. Like, well, my name is fuck you. Like, this is serious business. And, you know, um, Abigail's like the one that's taking it serious. Well, because, oh, they're like, um, they're like, who are you? And he's like, well, that hellfire right there, that's Abigail such and such. And he's like, Whistler's daughter. And you're like, oh, what? Whistler's daughter? Because that's the reveal right well, there. Because he yells Whistler at the, and like Hannibal yells Whistler down the uh, precinct. And so Blade. Right. right. And Blade. So that throws you off because you're like, oh, my God, Whistler's here. 
that it's just the daughter, the illegitimate daughter. Um, so right. like I said, they're yeah, back there, at, like, there's like a, a comic book that ties into it where she which shows that she finds them and then like he and it's also how she meets Hannibal and you know, and train and then Whistler doesn't he doesn't he does he's the old man whistler's like, No, you if you're not gonna listen to me, you can't be with me. Like he leaves her and stuff like that. Yeah. But then we find out that like Whistler's kind of always been in touch with Abigail and um their safe house and that there's like other safe houses out there and like when one falls another one like um pops up like ready to take over the mission yeah it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like yeah like like a whole network of different like vampire hunters so you know yeah so um at this time abigail Han abigail hannibal and blade decide that is such a tongue twister decide to like you know they're gonna team up because they tell him about Dracula, how he's come back, and they talk about how Dracula, um, since he was, like, before all vampires, like, he can morph into anybody, any shape or whatever. Like, blood is pure. It's not, it, it has no human DNA in it. Like, like because, like, when you, when vampires bite, you know, there's still, like, human DNA mixed up in there. Right. He doesn't so, have any of that. Um, so then they just go to see, like, you know, try to find out who brought him back, how they can get to him. And well, then, I mean, well, they know it's Parker Posey's character, you know. Yeah, well, but then it's like you know getting to the familiars, and so the first one they go after is the psychologist that's played by Patton Oswalt. Um, and once they get there, they realize well, he's, one of, he's he's one of the uh, he's he's one of the guys working with the Night Stalkers. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's one of the good guys. Yeah. Um. He's like their tech guy because he's telling them about how he has all, all the different weapons he makes for them and stuff. Oh, wait, not Patton Oswalt. What's the other guy's name that plays the psychologist? I'm sorry, I got the names mixed up. What's that actor's name? Um, the one with the glasses or the black guy? No, the glasses. Like the one, well, anyways, the one like when he goes to the office to talk, he's a psychologist or whatever, psychiatrist, whatever, and then um, he's dead, but what happened is Drake, Dracula, has taken his form, and this right. leads into um, a chase scene. Yeah, um, like, if Dracula's so tough, why is he running from Blade? I says, he's not doing that. He wants to see if Blade can hang with him, If because he's hearing stories right. about Blade. It's like, you're like, well, let's see if you can keep up with me. Come on, let's go. Right, well, before then, that you, happens... You um, can run during daytime, you know? Right. But be, so before that happens... Um, Drake attacks, um, well, they try to attack him, but he's fast, obviously, so he gets Hannibal. What's he get Hannibal with in the shoulder? One of those silver stakes he shot because he walks to the desk, and that's where he sees the psychiatrist dead, and he's like, guys, it's not the, it's it's Drake. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he takes him yeah, kind of, like, hostage. Shoulder. Yeah. And, then, and, like, he kicks the desk, and Blade jumps up, pulls yeah. out his gun, shoots at him, and then uh, Drake jumps out the window, and Blade jumps out the window, shooting at him, and that's when the whole chase scene goes on, yeah. And then um, the like before they meet up, like the lady screaming, "He took my baby." They meet up. On, like honestly, like this chase scene was like longer than I needed. I mean, like I actually kind of like the music that's playing at this time. But I was like, I don't need this chase scene. Anyways, they meet up on the rooftop and they have a talk about you know like honor. Me, you know what that chase scene reminded me of? What? In the original Point Break, where uh, Keanu Reeves is chasing Patrick Swayze. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, cause okay. Was, we loved the chase scene back then, huh? Yeah. I mean, I say we, I mean, like, the like people making movies love the chase scene. Um, yeah. 
so they are on the rooftop. They're talking about like honor and they don't understand what it means to die by the sword. And it's like, okay. You the first way to ask him, how come you can run in the daytime? It's because uh -huh. I'm original. Right. right. Yeah. And so he's got the baby in his hand. He's on the ledge. And so, again, like this is another test to see how much of the human side, how compassionate Blade is. So after a bunch of talk, he basically he tucks the baby in the air. Of course, Blade goes for the baby, catches it. By this time, Drake's gone. And then you get a little comedic part where Blade's like, Poo -choo 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 -choo. Yeah. and, um, you know, then we go, was calm, you know, <laughs> yeah, then we go back to Hannibal and Abigail and Hannibal's like, we're fucked. We're going to die. Um, and then I don't know what happens after this. So for some reason, I cannot remember. So, so they well, go, like I said, they go on their missions well, well, trying first, to like find people. Well, first he spins like an antibiotic in his shoulder to help him heal. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, because they, they've got all the cool gadgets because Natasha Leone and whatnot, she knows how to make all the cool gadgets. Her character, by the way, is um, blind. That comes into factor later on. And, and, she's, daughter. and she has a daughter. Yes, that comes in later on. So, um, okay, I, I'll just like jump to the scene. So the next scene that's like, there's like one part that's funny. So um, we see the black cop. Is it the black cop or is it just a security guy? I can't remember. He's in a suit because where they where they find that this this is like a leftover side story from the original one. They find mm -hmm. this warehouse where they take all these homeless people and they're like just meat. There's like like blood banks. They're just yeah, they blood. make them like basically like they put them in a, a chemically induced coma and they're just like brain dead. But they still continue to create blood. And um, oh, because yeah. like they go before they go there, the guy's like, I can't do this. They'll kill you. And then Blade's like, motherfucker, I'll kill you. Open up the door. And so you just like see all of these like people just kind of like zipped up, like kind of like in a vacuum seal, um, just pumping out blood. And, you know, the guy's laughing. He's like, <laughs> there's places like this all over, you know, and then Blade's like, yeah. you got how many seconds is he telling me he has to run? He's something like 10, and then he tells him to run, and then he turns around and says 10 and shoots him. Yeah, <laughs> and then he tells the other girl to, like, um, shut down the whole system. Right. Excuse well, me, I'm trying not to like, like, is there a cancellation code? It's like, yeah, there is. He's like, well, put it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, she lives, as far as we know. Yeah. So, um... Probably unemployed now. And she got off lucky. <laughs> I'm sure she's dead. Anyway, so now like we're just kind of jumping around because we don't want to do a full recap. So after this, um, well, like here's, here's another problem I had. Like, okay, I, I believe what happens next while they're doing that, that um uh we see Whistler, but we but but by this point we know Whistler's dead, so we know it's really Drake pretending to be Whistler. But oh uh, yeah, well hold on. Well, I, that's the part I was gonna get to is how um, they're at the warehouse and Hannibal, he is still um, recuperating. So they have him set up kind of like in their hospital wing. And then everybody else is just like hanging out, playing basketball. Natasha Leone is like reading to her daughter. And anyway, so then you see Whistler coming. Go on. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we, but, but it's like when I saw that, so like, that's like everyone, everyone knows that's Dracula. You're not mind screwing us we know that's not really whistler coming back you know yeah so like that was kind of thrown in just because i mean whistler is a loved character so but it's like okay like it, it didn't make any sense it's like we don't need you and then so he runs into hannibal hannibal's like hey you're supposed to be dead you know like first of all when is like whistler wearing like a white blouse and a leather jacket <laughs> right uh, I, which I, by I, the way i did not it, like it, the way that they it would, it. Have been, it would have had a better effect if it was just if it was just like a Dracula standing out there and they're, they're like, oh no, they're all dead kind of 
kind of thing like you know because you know yeah you know know, none of them can take them on and then also it's like i mean granted they can find it but it's like does he not at least need to see the person before he can turn into them i don't yeah that's the weird thing is like i don't know if that's how his ability works because everyone he turns into is someone he's he's seen you know yeah so like yeah 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 he and, um, well, that's the thing. So it's like the doc, like, did, is like, did he drink his blood in order to, in order to change into him? They they leave a they they're like fast and loose with this whole. That's that's the only advantage he has with other other vampires is that. But they try to say his bones can shift and change. To yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, your bones can shift, but that doesn't change your facial appearance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. Yeah. So as as we as we go on, so like yeah, and so everybody comes back. Well, the, 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 the um, Natasha Leone, she's reading to her mom, reading to her mom, reading to her daughter. And then she's like, um, the daughter's like, mommy, the lights are blinking really weird because that's kind of like their like oh. alarm thing. And then um, Natasha Leone's like, go hide, don't come out. And then um, again, like I said, since she's blind, she, her other senses are heightened. So she's smelling like blood. And then she kind of walks into someone, knows that they're dead. And then um the pain also to feel around. Yeah. yeah, we don't see what happens to her, but we hear a scream and we just see the daughter being terrified. Next thing you know, the daughter is found and grabbed. Um, and then um Abigail and Blade come back and they see that everyone's dead, and then that Drake has um hung up Natasha Leone's character, kind of like a, a Christ-like um the way she's hanging. So um she cuts her down and Blade's like, own it own it, own it. And then Abigail lets out a big scream. And then from there, the revenge happens. So we see that he did not kill um, Hannibal. Hannibal or, is... Or the little girl. Right. Or the little girl. Well, I wasn't yet there. So Hannibal's not killed. He's in a room. And Parker Posey comes in again. And she's like, I'm going to turn you back into a vampire. And, um, you know, he's like talking to shit. And like, this is like the only time I laughed at something he said and it because it caught me off guard was when he was like I just ate a bunch of garlic and I farted <laughs> and I'm like that's the only time I laugh at him but deadly yeah yeah, yeah, we, yeah you deadly. you're a vampire I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait till the thirst gets you then I'm gonna yeah. put you in a room with, with the little yeah, girl yeah and then they bring in the little girl and then they're like I'm gonna yeah so your thirst is so yeah, bad and then because he's, he's he's like talking trash all them basically first like those dogs come in that they put vampire DNA in, and like their mouths. Open, oh yeah, kind of like reapers. He's like, yes. "What the?" F-? And Triple H is like, "Yeah, we've." Been, he's like, "You made a vampire pomeranium." He's like, "Yeah, yeah some wrong." Like he's like, well, "Obviously, this dog has a bigger dick than you do." And he's like, "When did you see my dick?" And he kicks him. He says, "I was talking yeah. to her." <laughs> yeah, like and so like all of that was like kind of annoying. Um, so that yeah, anyway, that, that, that was more on par to, to, to being Deadpool, you know. Yeah, well, like, Dead, he, like he, didn't have, he didn't even have the Hugh Jackman Wolverine role of Deadpool yet, did he? That was years later, no, wasn't no, no, it? That, that's, no, that's 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 almost like uh, ten years later. Yeah, uh, but I do forget that Ryan Reynolds like did start off like really like as a goofy person, and I feel like this is the first movie where you see him like become like really jacked up, and you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I'm, I remember I said that when I saw the tra- when I saw the trailers, I told you, you know, what? He, he looks good, you know, because yeah, yeah, no, it. for sure. This was yeah, definitely like the, scene, yeah. Yeah, I think this this it like I mean I still think it's like crap what they were trying to do with the spinoff, but this was like a good catalyst for him to be seen as like an action you know person. Right. Um, 
So well played on that part. But anyway, so he's like talking, talking, talking. And at this point, he's like, you see, you notice how you can't breathe, how you're wheezing. There's like these tiny little dust particles. He says, when you join the Night Stalkers, you get all these, like one of these, a tracking device. He's like, where is he? He says, my left butt cheek. She slaps me. He says, my right butt cheek. Actually, it's in the middle. You just pull down. It's like, stop. It's not funny. Yeah. See, all of that was just so annoying. So annoying. And then, and then, like, and then you have no telling the truth. Mixed with garlic was being pumped into the airway. Yeah, yeah. and then you can't tell if you know if he's telling the truth because he jokes so much at this time. But there was stuff being pumped into the airway, and then he's like, "And here, my rescue comes right about now." And the is about to sing right about now. Then nothing and happens. Nothing happens. But then eventually something does happen. Like, has anybody got a cell phone? I'm so embarrassed right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then another fight scene ensues. Yeah. Um, and then like Jessica Biel brings his like I brought you toys. Yeah. yeah. And then um so there's a scene with Hannibal and the Pomeranian. So what happens? They like fall out the windows or window or something. It's like it's like a Pomeranian, like a Rottweiler, because they all are and they chase him and like there's a smash window and he like and they slide across for him right out, out the window yeah. and fall down. And but then, before, that, before that is when he was fighting Triple H's character, and he no, grabs like, "Oh, go on." Yeah, no, 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 no. He was still in the room when he's fighting Triple H's character, and I believe it's like uh, one of those UV bullets or arrowheads he takes, and Triple H has like a uh, like like this grill in his mouth, like a vampire grill, and he uses it to break it on, the, and it like the light UV light comes out and it, and it burns Triple H's character. And that's that's when he has the dogs, because after the dogs is when. Parker Posey grabs him and starts choking him. I thought, wait, hold on. I thought, then who's the one, like, after he kills someone and then he, like, falls into a room and they look down at him, they go, hey, have you seen my dog? I thought Triple H asked him that. So that's why I thought he gets killed after the dogs get killed. Hmm, possibly, but I but I, I, I know, I know, like, when he was, she's strangling him because she's strangling him on, like, on the stairs. So it's, like, outside the room. Okay. And that's, and that's, and that's when, uh, Blade and Dracula are fighting, you know, sword fighting. Yeah. So, yeah, and, um, and yeah, like, they have ready, their fight. And Blade's like, I was born ready, motherfucker. I was like, motherfucker, I like that. Oh, yeah. He's like, motherfucker, I like that. Um, and so, how does Parker Posey get killed? Okay. Okay. What happens is, is that we've, we skipped the part where, uh, Natasha on the character does a recording and tells him that they're oh, yeah, able that's to. Right. A serum that will kill all vampires of a virus, but we have to inject it into Drake because he has original blood. Sorry, yeah. Blade, no time to test it. I don't know if it's going to hurt you or not. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah. Beale has this arrow in it, so she fires the arrow, and the, but that's when Dracula changes. He like changes like to this monster, like with these big like pincer jaws and stuff. Like you know, they kind of you know, showed it like at the beginning of the film. Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, like, like but you see like in the shadows. At the end is more obvious. This one, but it's like you know like um. I feel like they spent more effort into making turn into a monster than giving him a better wardrobe. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's like on top of Blade trying to fight him, and she shoots the arrow, and he catches it. And that's when Blade takes the arrow out, and he ejects into Dracula. And then you see all like these airborne spores come out of him. And then that's when uh, Parker Posey's like choking Hannibal. And she's like, "Yeah, just give it up," because like he's almost. And then she breathes in. And that's when it starts killing her. And he yeah. says, "Wait here, I'll go get help." <laughs> yeah um and then yeah like that's basically the movie i don't know it's like now that we're like talking there's, about there's, it, there's alternate endings but basically um um there's there's the one where they i believe i believe the theatrical one i remember the most is that 
they see Blade lying on the ground, they run over to him, then they take him to the hospital, and they like he jumps up off, off the uh opposite, the table. And you think you think he's gonna like kill them, but he does he just leaves because like because he was half human, the the virus didn't kill him, it just slowed his heart down. And then you see like Blade ride off on a motorcycle. And another alternate ending what they were gonna do was on you know, you can on a Blu-ray is that the two of them, Hannibal, Hannibal and Abigail, were inside this like casino. Yeah, I see that like, now. Yeah, yeah, and then a werewolf comes out. You know, it shows yeah. like, like yeah, yeah, because it like shows that they're they're going to be hunting like all these different type of monsters, but that never went anywhere. So, yeah, well, you know what? I'm kind of I'm not mad that it didn't. Not that like, like yeah, yeah. It's it's more like a lot. That's when they try to force spinoffs. Like, like a lot of people like after they watched the Mummy three. And people are like, I don't want to. I don't want to see the the adventures of Alex O'Connell. <laughs> no, no, I want. I want them to follow Jonathan to where he was going, and they discovered <laughs> that joke they made. Yeah, Brazil yeah. or whatever, yeah. or South America. Um, yeah. Yeah. Real quick side note on that: like after Brandon Fraser did that movie, The Whale, won an Oscar, and then um, Rachel Vise was was in Black Widow movie, and she looked it good and was kicking ass. He like. People are demanding that they team up for one more mummy movie. You know, mm, I think she's done with that. She's a like. Let, let's just, let's move on. Let's move on from the mummy movies. Anyways, okay. So that was Blade, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think. I think like out of all the movies, I think one was good. Um, two, you know, like was decent. They yeah. tried. You know, you know what the funny thing is, the movies are like in order of, of like, like how good they are. Yeah the the third the third one is you know yeah. I feel like the third one is just so dated as as in yeah. what like we mean like clothes or what like just everything yeah like and then i don't know i'm just like really i i understand this is like almost like 20 years later but i'm just like really pissed off that they were like cutting out wesley snipes because they wanted to push ryan reynolds and jessica beale like that's yeah. bullshit yeah i mean i mean you know spinoffs sometimes do work you know but, but I mean, point- come on, to spin off off of like, again, this is like the late 90s, early 2000s, like you're giving like a black man a major like comic role and like this is what you're going to do to him. It's just, I don't I don't, I, I just don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't know, like I said, I mean, New Line was doing good. They, they had, because they just finished, they're finishing up the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So I don't know, I guess they just, I think they're feeling themselves a little bit, you know. Is what it was, yeah. Because, like, because, like, honestly, like, if any character, if any character, honestly, deserved the spinoff, it would, it would have been Whistler, you know. And that it would have need to be like a prequel. Yeah, Whistler, the earlier years, you know, right? Yeah, I would, I would have watched that. That'd been good, but yeah, yeah. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we would see we, how we, he became like so sardonic and stuff. Right, yeah. like his origin, yeah, his origin story, you know. Also, what, what did he? Because, like, from the build stuff, he must be some kind of like engineer or something, you know. But had, yeah. had prior degrees in engineering and science and stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm like this. I'm reading part, some stuff. Living, he was probably living a very boring, uh, you know, white collar life. Well, know? it's kind but, of like, um, not to like go off tangent, but going off tangent, like in Supernatural, how we say like no one gets into the business like because of like a good story. It's like always something bad, except the ghost facers. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, Jesus. Okay, so. <laughs> It's 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 yeah it's true. It, it, you know, like like it's like what Bobby said one time when like it was it was the episode of Supernatural when uh, Bobby was stuck in a dream and Dean went in there. He's like he's like your 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 wife is is what happened. She got possessed. He's like he says tells him everybody got in the hunt in some way. 
exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I know we still I I still need to finish it but we need to do a supernatural um episode one one so day of happening are you on like because like I can't know, remember I think it's the one where um just tell me what happens I'll tell you no uh what's the guy what who's the angel Castiel I think it's like when he goes bad I just uh, think, he, I don't I, he went, I he think... went bad twice you know you have help Okay, I don't know. Anyways, all right, we're not talking about that right now. So real quick, so critical response um, to this, Roger Ebert gave Blade three out of four stars, Blade two, three and a half stars, interesting, and he gave Blade, Blade Trinity one and a half stars, writing, it lacks a sharp narrative line and crisp comic book clarity of the earlier films and ascends too easily into shapeless fight scenes that are chopped in so many cuts that they lack all form or rhythm. Um, James Berardinelli gave the film one and a half stars saying it's a carbon copy of its predecessors. It's all kick-ass attitude and style without any substance to back it up. Absolutely. Um, yet were the first two blades satisfied on a visceral level. This one doesn't. Um, David S. Goyer, who directed the film and also got um, sued by Leslie Snipes says, I don't think anyone in that film had a good experience yeah. On that film, certainly I didn't. I don't think anybody involved with that film is happy with the results. It was a very tortured production. Well, you know, it kind of falls on you. Sorry. You know, I understand that, that was also nice. like you think they would have tried to redeem themselves with like one more blade movie, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I understand that Leslie Snipes is a talent, but like when it comes down to it, it's like actors are pawns, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know, you treat them bad. So he said, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, it's when I look at like Hugh Jackman is he, when he did uh, Logan, he's like, yeah, I'm done Wolverine. And then, like, it, you know, they come to with, Dead, with Deadpool, like, possibly. You play one more, and it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? I, for something new like this, I, I can come back one more time, you know? Um. So, also, there was an idea for a prequel featuring Steven Dorff repris reprising his role as Deacon Frost. Who wants no, what? No, who wants that? I mean, you know, you know what? He was a beloved villain. But, you know, but it's not one of the things you I, I want to, you know, see the villain story. Uh, no. In 2016, Underworld actress Kate Beckinsale stated that a crossover sequel to Blade with the Underworld film, seri film series had been in development, but that was canceled after the film rights reverted to Marvel Studios. That would have been cool. Because I feel yeah, like well, after the Blade, after the Blade series, like the Underworld one was like the next good, like yeah. vampire series. Um, I enjoyed it. Work you know supernatural action and it yeah. was like a good like mix like everybody like wanted to see it you know but the thing is too like also oh you know you know that well you know underworld that really big black guy he's also the writer he also wrote the script and he also wrote the script for uh i frankenstein and that was supposed to be also a crossover between those movies oh wow that's cool yeah actually okay. Kate Beckins was supposed to appear at the end as uh, what was it is a little what's her name liz Ugh, I don't know. Don't ask me that. Let me uh, now. I gotta find out. Her name is. Oh look, canceled projects. I Frankenstein crossover, Resident Evil crossover, and a Blade crossover. Hmm. Which, so this was in the Mila Jovovich. Uh, Celine. Crossover? Her name was Celine. Right. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. That's why. It's, yeah. So what? So this would have been Mila Jovovich's Resident Evil crossover. I guess so. It better be. Who else? I don't want to see anybody else. The last, the last Resident Evil, the, uh, that one final chapter came out in 2017. So, 
Alice. Um, okay, so then of course they're talking about the one that's coming out with Mahershala Ali and right. my yeah, that the one guy at my job, he's he's been friends with Mahershala Ali since like college, you know. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah you told the story. Okay, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. But uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well that that was so long ago. Yeah. We're recording well, was- a week later, y'all. We're recording a week later, but no, I, like you already told that story. So we have to give we have to give it as if it's like this, you know, it's one podcast. Okay. <laughs> He hasn't even really appeared except his voice in the Eternals. They they've been kind of teasing this for a long. I mean, they announced at Comic Con they're doing it. Yeah. But that was so, that was that was before the pandemic. I don't know if the pandemic had an effect on it, maybe. But now it's just like we it's like we're even longer now, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah, it's gonna be and it's directed by um I hope I'm saying his name for Jan Demange, and he um did Lovecraft County Country, so they wanted him to bring it in to like make it more like dark and grittier and stuff. So I don't know. I'm excited. I think it's gonna be really good. That show was canceled, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I used to hear so much about it. And I thought it was gonna last, and then next thing you know, it was just like it, it just I don't know. We're like, oh, we're canceling that. It's like okay. Well, yeah, that's what happens a lot. So I think, I think honestly, I tell people there's way too many shows on to watch i mean like you 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 because like if you look at all the options you have like every channel has its app and then like other things like hbo and showtime have their own apps and you got stuff on on amazon and you got netflix and you got other ones that are, that are not well known it's just there's no way you can keep with everybody doing the original tv shows it's impossible yeah it is it is that's why i don't even like bother to try to like get into things anymore i just wait a few seasons and even if it does get canceled i'm like well at least i have like two or three seasons to binge yeah i mean so. I, used to, I used to always do that like one time i was watching the show and you were like that show's not gonna last i said i know that's why i'm gonna enjoy why it's on right now yeah. <laughs> um any other thoughts on blade three uh any other thoughts on blade three um i don't know or the Blade okay. series in general. I will say, even though like we are critical of the movies, the Blade, like, the, the, the Blade, series, Blade series is, is like, it's a good series. Yeah. And also, too, if you look at that, it helped influence because a few years after that was like uh, this first Spider-Man movie, the X-Men movie, and they all decided to be serious. And they, mm-hmm. and they all, just, and the things like people complain about the X-Men costume not being colorful. They, they wanted to make it all dark and everything, too. So, like, you can definitely see the influences from Blade on that on that movie and even the mcu now the tone of those movies fit perfectly with the, with, with blade movies from the original like like, like if they just going to say you know what those blade movies are canon to our movies he would like yeah we can see it yeah. yeah um i would say overall the series it's like if one's on i'll watch it you know it, it'll keep me entertained so i mean like the thing, the thing with like part three is like it's like you give a plate of food to somebody and they just pick out there's certain things on there like you're not no I don't want I, this this tastes better you know so there's only certain good parts about part three it's not it's not good as a whole as a thing no no like it wouldn't be the first one I go to but and, like and also, also you're gonna introduce Dracula he's got to be better than the last two villains you know I feel like anytime Dracula is brought into any popular thing they always like miss their shot did you well. The last Dracula movie that came in the theaters was Renfield with Nicholas. No, King. I'm talking. I well, well, example. I'm talking about like even. What, what uh, did Captain Cage <laughs> in, in Blade Trinity is Dracula? <laughs> I guess like when it came out, 
because they made such a big to-do about it and so much promo on it. But when Dracula came to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I was like yeah. disappointed yeah, I remember, in that yeah. episode. I guess like when I look back at it now, I'm like, okay, it's like pretty funny what they did with it. But I was like so disappointed with it. You, yeah, it's like, is it a rights thing that they couldn't keep him for the whole... Because you think he's going to be a seasoned villain and he's taken out in the first episode, you know? It was so overhyped. And then like, it was just like silly at the end. How she kept on stabbing him. Then he was coming back and she's like, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm standing right here yet. Because he, cause he could turn into smoke, into a wolf, into a bat. Yeah. And that's and that same actor did a, did another Dracula movie on a TV movie by Dracula. Yeah, but it's like I don't. But the thing is, like, even the way like th that Dracula was dressed on Buffy was better than what they gave Dominique in that movie. Yeah, Dominique Purcell, amazing on Prison Break though. That was such a good show. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, anyways, Valentino, do you have anything that you want to promote? Let the people know about. Well, there's a couple things. First of all. Uh, I want, I want to say, yeah, I have my own podcast called My Thoughts and My Experiences. I talk uh -huh. about different things. I also do movie reviews. Uh, it's best you watch the movie first, then hear my review, because I'm going to spoil it. I'm like, for example, Thanksgiving, I couldn't say. And at the end, when a kill is revealed, is this person. And then the, this person tries. It's like, I'm not going to do that. So, yeah. So, so watch the my reviews, but make sure you've seen the movie first. So, yeah, my thought, I'm, I'm getting to drop, actually, after we're done, I'm probably going to drop uh, a couple more episodes today. Just kind cool. of took a break. For the, because the holidays came up, and I think other things I wanted I wanted to ask you a question, Shanika. Okay. All right, being your brother, I known you. Now your your theme song for Horror Hughes, you know, it's like, It's very, in a way, close and similar to. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you, you see it, don't right? Do you think? Do you oh. think maybe? Do you think yes, maybe so. somehow you unconsciously probably picked that? I don't know. I was really just trying to find music that was like royalty free. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. And I, I don't know what my subconscious is doing all the time. Another thing too is like you mentioned your favorite uh, boogeyman is Michael Myers. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I mean, if I'm correct, the first Halloween movie you saw was Halloween four. We were living in Germany. I rented that. Yeah. And, uh, all right, so that was your introduction to it. But also, too, Jamie was a little girl in that movie, and she was running for Michael. Now, do you just find that more because you were a little girl like her at the time? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was probably, like, a, a, it was appealing because there was, like, a kid in a horror movie, and, like, they the, were kind who, of, like... Who was the main character? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it always, like, I always liked it when, like, kids were in horror movies because, I don't know, maybe part of me, I was like, oh, if I'm in a horror movie, I, I'll make it. <laughs> Like Monster Squad, yeah. Oh, really? Because they were monsters. Well, that's a horror movie, but like, no, not like that. Because that's we, silly. We, that's should, not we should serious. do. We should do Monster Squad. We should talk about that. Also. All right, that's fine. We'll have to bring Suzanne <laughs> yeah, on for it like, too. If you look, if you look at like Stranger Things, like people say that's like Goonies. I'm like, you're right, but Monster Squad is more closer to what Stranger Things is. You know, just that Goonies mm -hmm. is more famous. That's why people compare it to Goonies. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. All right, so that was it. So, like, yeah, my podcast is called My Thoughts on Experiences by Tino Green. Mm -hmm. I talk about all different subjects. If you want to suggest subjects to me, and actually, I'd like to have you on the podcast for a certain subject we want to talk about. Okay, sure. I'm here for it. Cool. All right, everyone. Well, I want to say thank you for listening this year and tuning in. 
Happy New Year. And um, thank you for ending take- the year. Thank you for ending uh, yeah. the year. But with interviewing me, I really appreciate it, you know. Yes, of course. And then uh, look, look at that. I, like my last two episodes are with my sibling. So like y'all can just like get off my back. Um, so no, yeah, I'm going to take a little break. Um, I'll be back like in a couple of weeks, whatever, because I just don't want to like rush. But um, yeah, I'll be back with season two and all that jazz. Thanks, Valentino, for being on the podcast. No problem. <laughs> cool, cool. And then you stay still. But everyone else, until next time. Bye.